This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to the Masculine Journey. We are very glad to have you with us on our pre-Christmas edition. Robbie, yeah. it's a pre-Christmas edition. It is Christmas Eve, 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 Eve. Four Eves. There you go. Yeah, we've drawn the line at four. If it's more than four, <laughs> we're not going to do it. At least that's what we say this week. Yeah, that's yeah. right. We'll see what next week brings. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It'll probably be the same. Yeah, okay. It, yeah, it will. But this is an exciting show. It is. Yeah, we're going to be talking about some really cool stuff. This time of year. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's the most <coughs> wonderful time of the year. Some people say that. Yeah, they do. <coughs> they do. And so we're going to be talking about the meaning of Christmas. right? And so we want to start with a clip here in a few moments from one of the most popular Christmas movies out there, and it's not Home Alone. It's not Christmas with the Cranks, which wasn't that great anyway. It's okay. But, you know, it's die not hard. It's not Die Hard, right? It's not, but what is it, Robbie? It's a wonderful life. It is a wonderful life. <coughs> and, you know, Frank, Frank Capra's genius like, oh my goodness, of putting this movie together that, you know, for me, it'll always have a real special feel to it because my mother, when I I was divorced when I was young, (laughs) I know you're maybe shocked to know that, but it's true. And, And my mother asked me to come home and stay with her. She had been divorced from my father. So it was just me and her that particular Christmas. And I'd never watched the movie. And of course, my mother was a gigantic, Jimmy Stewart fan, as you might, and so she's like, "Son, we got to watch this movie." And so, you know, we watched that movie together, and you know, it will forever be in my heart as something, you know, as a precious memory with my mother. But the opening scene <clears throat> is Andy. You got go ahead, Andy. Yeah, yeah, Andy, go ahead. The microphone. Oh, I didn't mean to be rude. I was, <laughs> I was going to wait till we got through. But, uh, uh, yeah. No, I have a similar story. Mom. My mom kind of brought me into that, and I'd never watched it either. And it made such an impact to me when I went on and taught Sunday school and stuff. I, I did it for uh, some kids, and a lot of them had never seen it and showed it in there, and it was great teaching. Uh, there's so much to learn from the movie. So I've actually known people that will not watch it because it's in black and white, and they say that if it's in black and white, it can't be good. <laughs> right? But my kids have all seen it, and they love the movie. <laughs> But it is a great movie, and, and we're going to get to the clip in a moment. I want you to talk a little bit about that, but we're going to talk a little bit about the meaning of Christmas, right? All right. Because I think if we ask around this room, and there's a bunch of us in here, not all of us will be on the uh, the radio today, but we would all have different answers to that, potentially. Yeah, we are. Yeah, and so we're going to come back and talk about that, but Robbie, you want to set up our clip? I do. So at the very beginning of the movie, if you haven't seen it, um, it was written by a German. You may not know that. In 1939, it, he didn't want to publish it. You know, prior to World War, you can imagine the situation. Nine. It was called The Greatest Gift. <laughs> 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 it was called The Greatest Gift. A- and, you know, it's this idea of going back and seeing, you know, how your life touched other people. And what you hear at the beginning is all these different people that had known George Bailey, who's the star of the show, 
And they're praying for him because of things that you'll find through the movie is the relationship that he had with all these people and how he affected their lives. And now he needs a rescue. And and really, most of us this time of year, if you're especially in my age group, we need a rescue. <laughs> and I find it absolutely fascinating that part of what you'll hear pray for George is his kids. You'll hear his friends. You'll hear his mother. And, and the thought occurs to me of, wow, you know, Jesus is the one who's going to provide the rescue. He did it at the first Christmas, right? And, and what does it actually like up there for God to hear what it is that, that, that we hear at the beginning of this movie that the Von Stern guy that, that wrote the original play was thinking like, well, my goodness. I owe everything to George Bailey. Help him, dear father. Joseph, Jesus, and Mary, help my friend, Mr. Bailey. Help my son, George, tonight. He never thinks about himself, God. That's why he's in trouble. George is a good guy. Give him a break, God. I love him, dear Lord. Watch over him tonight. Please, God, something's the matter with Daddy. Please bring Daddy back. Hello, Joseph. Trouble? Looks like we'll have to send someone down. A lot of people asking for help for a man named George Bailey. George Bailey? Yes, tonight's his crucial night. You're right. We'll have to send someone down immediately. Whose turn is it? That's why I came to see you, sir. It's a clockmaker's turn again. Oh, Clarence hasn't got his wings yet, has he? We've passed him up right along. Because, you know, sir, he's got the IQ of a rabbit. Yes, but he's got the faith of a child. Simple. Joseph, send for Clarence. You sent for me, sir? Yes, Clarence. A man down on Earth needs our help. Splendid. Is he sick? No, worse. He's discouraged. At exactly 10.45 p.m. Earth time, that man will be thinking seriously of throwing away God's greatest gift. Oh, dear, dear, his life. Then I've only an hour to dress. What are they wearing now? You will spend that hour getting acquainted with George Bailey. Sir, if I should accomplish this mission, I mean, uh, might I perhaps win my wings? I've been waiting for over 200 years now, sir, and people are beginning to talk. What's that book you've got there? Oh, The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. Clarence, you do a good job with George Bailey, and you'll get your wings. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. Poor George. Now, Robbie, what what uh, happened to George in the story that gets him to this place? Because he's a he's a pretty happy guy. I mean, all these people love him, right? But life kind of happens to him, doesn't it? He's a gifted guy, and he's got a big heart. But it it he begins the movie with all these dreams that he's going to get out of town. He's going to go to college. He's going to do all these things. But he sacrifices. He sacrifices for his family and he self sacrifices for the building and loan and for different people along the way to help them, you know, get a start in life, whatever that may look like. But then because he continues to sacrifice and keep his uncle on, who's a little bit dimwitted, he loses a giant deposit to the, you know, evil character. There's, you know, Satan in every story. And, you know, Mr. Potter is, is obviously waiting for this money and sets him up and he's going to take everything. Um, and and George, it's it's fascinating because you know the prayer that he that he prays and all that stuff is is that George prays, you know, ends up 
Clarence, you know, shows up and the answer to his prayer is, is you know, quite a story. Yeah, the, 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 there's a couple rescues in that movie. Oh, yeah. Right? There's a rescue of, of Clarence that comes in, right? But then also the people at the end that have been praying for him steps in to rescue him. Right. Right. And, and I know you guys hate when I do this. And I told you a question I was going to ask you before the show, but I've changed the question and haven't told you that yet. <laughs> and so I wanna, it's only fitting. Yeah, I want to ask you. <laughs> I want to ask you, what is it this Christmas season you want to be rescued from? Oh, good question, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing, <laughs> Harold. <laughs> I guess I would like to be rescued from the all the commercialism and and the focus on the wrong things. Yeah, there's too much wrong looking. See, depending on where you're at in life is going to change your, your answer to that question, just like the meaning of Christmas. Now, Harold, while you have the microphone there, I would like you to read what you wrote about what Christmas really looks like for a lot of people out there. And then yeah. we'll get back to the question. Yeah, this is something I wrote a couple of days ago. There's a lot of sadness at this time of year. Greed by the affluent contrasted with the homeless. Emphases placed on commercialism contrasted with total neglect of the adult Jesus for the balance of the year. So many lonely people experience greater pain seeing others with what they lack and memories of then. If we keep our focus on our relationship with Christ, we can experience joy at this time regardless. But on a more positive note, uh, I thought... The other day, you know, what is it about a little child on Christmas Eve that has them so excited? It's the hope of what they may find in the morning. Mm -hmm. And that's really why Christ came to earth. Because before he did, we had no hope. We were lost. And Christ came and provided that hope. So there's, there's good and there's bad. I wish more for the good. Yeah. Rodney, do you have any thoughts on uh, where you'd like to be rescued from this Christmas? Well, number one, probably this question, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not an easy one. I should have given you some more head, heads up. But in this season, this year, because you, you know you got thoughts flying through your head or all of a sudden of all the past years and what's going on, probably this year in this season, just being rescued, I, I agree with Harold, but it's – Specifically, just being rescued from, oh, I have to. I feel like I have to go do this or I have to go do that. If it could just be away from all the have tos and just stop and enjoy the time with the family. Just, you know, like my uh, wife and daughter are flying home today. They're in Missouri under five to eight inches of snow. They're flying up through O'Hare. Their flights are delayed. They're having a heck of a time getting back. My son and I, you know, we've got to go hunting a couple days, you know, since he's been home and doing things. So there has been some rescue. I've been able to just relax. They're there doing their thing. I'm here doing my thing. My son's in town, so they're coming back. So now I'm going to do some stuff with my daughter for a few days because it's just going to be her and I at home. Then my wife will get some days off, and then we'll be able to do some stuff. So it's kind of, for me, just rescued from the need of feeling like, oh, I have to go here and go there and do this and do that. And actually, for for once, I'm actually a little bit ahead on my Christmas shopping so I can relax a little bit. Wow, <laughs> good job. 
probably for myself <laughs> of just um, of not really so much going on and, and, and just focusing on myself instead of others. A couple cool things. This is a first year in a long time I've done an Operation Christmas Child Box. And just to know that, you know, we're talking about different aspects of, of Christmas, that's so much a part of it. So many lives have been touched by that, and it really gives us out. There's so many ways of giving and stuff during Christmas, and that was really cool. The other thing is our church did one of those things where they give money to the congregation, and and they give it out in the town. And um, I wasn't there the first week and there were testimonies it was incredible what people were doing and going and giving really got them out of their selves to help somebody else so that very thing i I got mine to give out this week and i'm looking forward to that so you want to be rescued from yourself yeah okay good good selfishness yeah Yeah, when we come back we're going to answer that some more we're going to talk about what to look forward towards this season go to masculinejourney.org to pick up past podcasts and register for the upcoming boot camp coming up in april Robbie Delmore here, and the Truth Network podcasts have helped make my pillow the company it is today. And now Mike Lindell, who by the way I've met and is a great guy, the inventor and CEO of my pillow, wants to give back to our listeners. For the first time, you can get deep discounts on all my pillow products if you go to mypillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Who never thought that my dream job would be selling my pillows? <laughs> Maybe you're getting tired of these sleeping jokes, but you can get deep discounts on my pillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, the body pillow is regularly $89.99, but with a promo code GETTRUTH, it's only $29.99. Remember, all my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all my pillow products, including the body pillow for only $29.99. Enter promo code GETTRUTH or call 800-942-9613 for these great radio specials. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. I am William Wallace. You've come to fight as free men. Free men you are. What will you do without freedom? Find out from Jesus what you will do with that freedom. A four-day adventure with God. It's a Masculine Journey radio boot camp. Boot camp is designed to give men permission to be what God designed them to be. Passionate warriors for the kingdom. Coming this April, April 2nd through the 5th. Register now at MasculineJourney.org. Welcome back to the Masculine Journey. You know, I, I've heard of air guitar. I've never seen air piano <laughs> until right now. There were there were at least five of us playing air piano to that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, what was that from, Robbie? That's from Charlie Brown's Christmas, which we may have a clip coming from that. Just saying, I don't you, know. You got to include that on a yeah. Meaning of Christmas. What the meaning of Christmas? Yeah. yeah. But w- when we left, we'd asked the question, "What do you want to be rescued from this Christmas?" You know, and so we've had some different things that's been answered, right? Because for each one of us, it's different with the different season we're in. Robbie, do you feel like you can answer that question? 
Yeah, uh, interestingly, uh, I have a sibling, my older sister, that she and I struggle at times. <laughs> and she knows this, but she knows me really, really well. And, and she detected in my voice a certain sadness that a lot of people would not have. And my daughter pointed that out to me this weekend, too. And they both pointed me to something that I really know that I am struggling with, which is actually the orphan spirit. And the reason why it's the orphan spirit, which really comes out this time of year, is, you know, we had put my dad in the nursing home. This time last year, lost my mom two years ago, and, and so there we are. It's a different Christmas. And... You know, what it was last year was really hard, but I'm looking for a rescue. Thank you, Heavy. I'm sorry. I know that was hard. Um, thank you for sharing your heart with us. You know, that is something that I know God will come after, and hopefully we'll be able to love on you through the process as well. Because um, it is hard making it through those times without your family. Um, for me, I want to be rescued from um, the feelings of uh, what I don't have. And, and let me preface that by saying, you know, you know, I've been divorced four years now, something like that. Um, one of the times I really do miss is Christmas. You know, and, and we do the best we can, and, and my ex-wife and I are really cordial with each other, and we, we try to make it work the best that we can, but I miss Christmas with my family, you know, and she'll take these traditions, and I'll take those traditions, and, and like I said, the, the relationship couldn't be better between her and I trying to do the best we can, but you know, this year I'll have them the 23rd and the 24th, and then she'll have them the night of the 24th and the 25th, and you know, I'll... I don't know if I'll be alone on Christmas, but I won't be without my family. I mean, I'll be without my family, right? And I could sit there and I could focus on that and really find myself in a pretty bad place if I'm not careful, right? You know, I believe that, you know, God's hands in the midst of all the healing and stuff that's come since then, but it's also a time for the enemy to get a foothold, you know? And so I need a rescue from my own negative thinking and my own um, thoughts of wishing that some of the things could still be the same, you know, and, and for me that that's what I need to rescue from this year. And, and I think the answer to a lot of that is, is where we're going with the rest of the show, right? Because it, it, it's really more about changing your focal point. You know, when that focal point is me and, and my selfishness or me and my situation or me and my loss, right? Or, or me and what I don't have then we do really miss that point of Christmas. And we get to a really cool clip. <laughs> this is a really cool clip. Robbie, can you set this clip up for us? Well, <clears throat> this is the one from uh, Linus. Uh, yeah, I, I, I really think that this is Andy's job because it's Andy's clip. Oh, it clip. is Andy's clip. Absolutely, Andy. I cut you out on that one. This is Linus? No, I think it's, it's Rodney's. Oh, it's somebody's clip. Somebody yeah. jump in here and set it up. He's on yeah. first. Because we had uh, yeah. sent this in for the last week's when we decided, hey, we might want two different shows with two different topics and include this this week. So basically, Charlie Brown, you know, he's coming into the Christmas season and he's all depressed and 
trying to figure out, you know, why he's sad and all this kind of thing. And he finally asked, can somebody just explain the meaning of Christmas to me? And Linus obliges. I think there must be something wrong with me, Linus. Christmas is coming, but I'm not happy. I don't feel the way I'm supposed to feel. I just don't understand Christmas, I guess. I like getting presents and sending Christmas cards and decorating trees and all that, but I'm still not happy. I always end up feeling depressed. Charlie Brown, you're the only person I know who can take a wonderful season like Christmas and turn it into a problem. Maybe Lucy's right. Of all the Charlie Browns in the world, you're the Charlie Browniest. <laughs> Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown, I can tell you what Christmas is all about. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Okay, so that's the traditional Christmas story that we hear, right? And maybe that is your focal point. Maybe you do need to think about the baby in the manger, and maybe that's, that's where God's going to call you. But somehow I think he's going to be calling us to different places. So another question I'm going to have for you that I didn't prepare you for, right? And I know you guys Uh-oh. love that so much, is what's the focal point of Christ look like for you this year for your rescue? Does that make sense? You know, if I'm going to focus on something different that's going to lead to my rescue, right? And I can't rescue myself. Jesus has to do that. But if I'm going to focus on something in Christ's love and Christ, whatever that might be, what's that going to be? So, you know, for me, he, he painted a real red picture. You know, he really did. And in my word, you know, that it was for the year was to abide, which has to do with, I've I've been taking communion all year, every morning. And and I realize now I won't go into all the details, but there's this crimson worm that attaches himself to a tree or herself to a tree in order for her, babies to feed on her and Jesus quoted that psalm the 22nd psalm where you know David referred to this worm and the word means hope in in Hebrew and so it's this red picture of oh my goodness he gave everything that he had so that I could commune with him and essentially it is his, his flesh and drink his blood but that's how you abide yeah so for you it's going to be looking like moving into that abiding even deeper Exactly. I'm very excited about that. And and a little wormy, too. A little wormy and more towards (laughs) potentially a new word, which we'll talk about next week. Yes, there you go. That's right. Jim. (laughs) Well, I was in the Bah Humbug row in the back and wasn't going to speak. But when you asked that question, it immediately came to me that I want to escape the passage of time. Because like Robbie, I got a lot of emotional stuff. My father died 20 years ago, but it's no easier now than it was this time of year. 
And my Christmases were full of wonder and peace. I'd lie under the Christmas tree. I was in a safe home. I'd stare up through the lights and just dream. And I miss that. And uh, I just realized that I'm going to have that, that rescue from time by Jesus. I mean, time is not permanent. We will be eternal with him. And that just grabbed me when Robbie was having his moment. Now I'm going to have mine and say goodnight. <laughs> well, thank you, Jim. This this whole focal point, I guess for me, it would be the focal point of perspective. You know, the perspective that, you know, I, I'm so grateful that I have healthy kids, regardless of whether they're with me or not with me. I'm so grateful for those things that I have and to focus on how God calls me to love them this season, right? You know, how can I love my daughter best that's in Nevada and my daughter that's in Florida? And and what's he calling me to do different in their life other than give them a present or give them something that could show his love to them from their father? You know, and for me, that's a perspective thing. And I think that's something I need to focus on these next quick few days between now and Christmas, but more for the season. Yeah, I'm with you, Sam, that uh, the focus on family, the focus on the love that we have for each other, both the immediate and the more distant family, you know, it's just a great time. I just have wonderful relatives all over the place, and it's a great time to think back, oh, man, we haven't talked in a while. Let's renew some of that and just get closer with your own family and just slow everything down and don't worry about all the sideline stuff and just focus on each other. And even love on Cousin Eddie. Cousin Eddie is wonderful. <laughs> I guess what I need to be rescued from is the cynicism that creeps into me looking at people that keep having Jesus reborn year after year after year and have nothing to do with him the rest of the year or think of him as an adult and consider what he did for us. I mean, sure, babies are cute and lovable, but that's not why he came. That was just a beginning. What's more important for us is the way he ended, not the way he began. Mm-hmm. Andy, what about you? Is there anything you're going to focus on? So the, I think I kind of mentioned it. I mean, I do. I mean, as far as the, the selfishness, I mean, I, I feel like I'm a lot better than I, I was. God has done some amazing things, and what I mentioned was things that I was doing to kind of get me out of uh, to, to to be rescued and to really begin to to give back but you know I've always done that but just really taking it on to more perspective or maybe maybe focusing a little bit on what I'm doing during the holidays and and more uh, integrated with the family but you know I, all I can say is, is it's always been in the last few years just more of a just a celebration True, truly you know, there's so many ways you can look at it. You can look at the down times of not having family. I went with through what you did, Sam, and it was a very difficult time. I remember dropping off my daughter and walking away and, and, and missing that. Well, I don't have that as much now. We're able to spend more time together, and it, it does come back. So it's, it was a good time. Thank you. I want to take a moment and pray. Jesus, I just pray for the listeners, and it includes us in this room, that you continue to help us see the things that you're trying to rescue us from this season 
that you would bring those first and foremost to our mind, the things that are tearing our heart down, the things that are pulling us away from you, the things, whether it's commercialism or selfishness or our life situations, that we would lead that road back to you and that you'd also help us to see what that focal point needs to be specifically, uniquely for each one of us this season. Thank you. We love you and we'll talk to you next week.